All right, glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, it is amazing to watch the insanity of the left unfold the way it is unfolding. You know, it's it is it, it's what I said on, I think it was Monday on this program. It's like invasion of the body snatchers. It doesn't matter. I, I don't know if they can't see their hypocrisy. I don't know if it is just raw, pure, unadulterated swamp sewer politics that drives them a, a, a thirst, a, a quest for power. I do believe that liberals look down on conservatives in ways we have no idea. It comes out in odd and strange and sometimes peculiar ways like, you know, those smelly Walmart Trump supporters. I can smell them from here. Well, I like Walmart. Walmart has everything and you save money. It's like I like Costco. Same thing. And I, I'm not sure why you would denigrate a, a group of people that maybe just have political agreements like this or irredeemable deplorables. That was a it, it, it's a revealing moment when people think and talk like this. Never forget the day that Adam Baldwin, you know, walked out of the studio and me and Mark Levin tag team him as he was trying to get a radio talk show. And you're nothing but a former construction worker hack. And I'm like, yeah, OK, guilty is charged. I, I was proud of my work and the fact that I worked my my ass off for all those years with blue collar work, that my belief in God is probably the only thing that's kept me sane in my life. And um, I'm like, you, you no, no, please don't leave. I'm, no, no, I, okay. I beg of I'll you. I'll take my headphones off. You go ahead. Take I'm, your headphones off. Alec. I beg of you not I'm to I'm off leave. the air now, folks. Thank you very much. No, Thank stay you. right there. We're going to be back with the stay right there. Uh, with the uh, no talent and no, uh, Kevin No, come on now. Come on, You are a no talent, oh, ignorant no fool talent, from Long Island. You should go back to building houses out in Hempstead. begging for a job. Good luck. Okay, listen, Sean. All right, Sean's hanging up. Come back. Come back. Alec, come back. They're gone. Alec? Alec my has, buddy Brian uh, walked Whitman. out of the studio. Alec, please. But come, I mean, please. but just think about that statement: a former construction worker hack and go back to building homes in Hempstead, Long Island. I didn't build homes in Hempstead, or uh, I didn't do that work in in New York at all. But that's a secondary issue. Why let the truth get in the way of a sick, twisted, ugly story like that? Um, anyway, look, I, I they're revealing moments. Obama had one too. You know, with, uh, you know, these angry, bitter Americans in Pennsylvania that want to cling to their God, their guns, their Bibles, their religion. All right. I'm guilty of that, too. You know, I'm not a New Yorker. Andrew Cuomo, you know, those that are pro-life and they are pro-assault weapons and anti-gay. Well, I'm not anti-anybody. I think everyone should mind their own friggin' business. There you go, uh, Andrew. Their problem is not me and the Democrats. Their problem is themselves. Who are they? Are they these extreme conservatives extreme. who are right to life? Bingo. Uh, who assault weapon? Second Amendment. Gay? Not is that anybody. who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York. So this because that's not who New Yorkers are. You know, somebody showed me a a real estate something or other. I, mean, I think it was a lawyer guy that I know. And he sent me something about it retracted names and stuff like that. It wasn't that he goes, just look at the, the transfer taxes in New York and the bill. Nobody's buying anything in New York anymore. You know why? Because they're now taking a chunk of it based on what the, the sale price is. They want another bite at it. And then you got like title fees that are like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, a, in some deals. 
And no wonder people are fleeing New York in droves. And that's what they want to do to the rest of the country with the new Green Deal. This is about power. But there's something that is really odd, strange and off because we'll start and we'll work our way backwards here. Now, you everybody listening to this program knows a simple fact, and that is that if the name was Vice President Donald J. Trump, granted, he would not like the demotion and Hunter Biden became Donald Trump. And the deal in Ukraine was that, okay, Vice President Trump, the year's 2014, gets put in charge of the policy and, and dealings with Ukraine by President X. And President X says, all right, you're in charge of Ukraine. And then Hunter Biden all of a sudden does a consulting deal with no experience in Ukraine, no experience in oil, energy or gas that anybody can find, none whatsoever. And he gets, you know, in the end, it's like three point two million. Another nine hundred thousand was exchanged. I mean, that's four million dollars. And then all of a sudden, the prosecutor in Ukraine is looking into the oil company that's paying out all this money to the son of the vice president without any experience. And in the process, well, the vice president goes and says, you got six hours. He then shakes down the government of Ukraine, demands the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor. And if you don't fire him then uh, I'm going to take the billion dollars home and you're not going to get it. And then he says, you know, son of a bee, they fired the prosecutor. Now the prosecutor talked to Rudy Giuliani and John Solomon and let's see, ABC News and uh, the Washington Post and even signed a court affidavit now saying that, yeah, he got fired by Joe Biden, basically, because Joe Biden demanded it and the country needed the money that we had promised them. I mean, a shakedown with taxpayer dollars. Now, imagine that was Donald Trump Jr. getting the four million. And it was it was Vice President Trump that did demanded that they be fired, leveraging taxpayer dollars. What do you think the media would say then? You think they would say what they're saying here? That's a conspiracy theory and that there's no evidence whatsoever any place. No, uh, I think we'd get just the opposite. And if we want to stick in Ukraine for just a second, do you think the media that was all jacked up on on on, you know, a foreign nation influencing our elections, ignoring, of course, that Obama made his comments to Medvedev to send a message to Putin that he'll have more flexibility after the election. But even more importantly, you know, the Politico defined it. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. What if these were what if there was a member of the RNC in 2016 that was working with the Ukrainian government to dig up dirt on Hillary? Now, the Politico, January 11, 2017, again, Kiev officials scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. Let's say they were quietly working to boost Trump. That would be collusion, wouldn't it? And Ukrainian government officials helped, let's say, Donald Trump undermine Hillary Clinton, just change the names, questioning her fitness for office, disseminating documents. This is the Ukrainian government implicating a top, let's say, Clinton aide instead of Trump aide in corruption, suggesting they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump. What if it was Trump's allies they, they were helping to get damaging information on Hillary. Well, if it's anything like the Russia hoax, they'd be pretty pissed off. What if it was a Ukrainian-American operative who was consulting for the RNC because the Politico piece says the DNC meeting with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, quote, in an effort to expose ties between Trump, let's say Hillary. 
a top campaign ad. Oh, I don't know. Let's say Podesta and Russia. Well, they would be pretty pissed off. I think the media would go nuts. And the Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the race, forcing Manafort's resignation. What if it was Podesta's resignation? Advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the East Russia. What if that what, what if all that happened? I mean, you have Grassley and Johnson in the Senate sending this letter, a follow up to a previous letter sent to the AG, this time to Barr about the brazen efforts, the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign that they used the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on then candidate Trump in order to undermine his campaign. I thought that's what everybody in the media mob and everybody in the in the, the DNC and the reason we had a special counsel. Well, now we've got evidence of it and they don't seem to care at all. Nobody seems to care. What about the China deal that Hunter Biden flies on Air Force Two, goes to Asia, stops in China with, you know, the vice president at the time, Biden. And then two weeks, less than two weeks later, he's got a billion dollars going into a, a, a company that he and Whitey Bulger's nephew and, and John Kerry's stepson are a part of. Well, OK, that's the Bank of China. That's the Chinese you know, that's a billion dollars. It became a billion five. What if it was Donald Trump Jr.'s company? What if it was Donald Trump, a vice president that flew to China and that happened two weeks later? What would the reaction be then? I think it'd be very different than what we have now. You know, everybody's making a big deal about Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, um, as he points out and he pointed out last night on Hannity. The timeline is important. Because the facts and the documents that we'll go through in the course of this hour today gathered before the Mueller investigation. In other words, the stuff with Ukraine was before Mueller and well before Biden ever announced he was running for president. And the allegations were brought to Rudy Giuliani after a year of these attempts to bring them to the FBI and DOJ. They were I've been telling everybody for a year myself. John Solomon first brought it to my attention that the Ukraine government was offering proof of collusion with Hillary Clinton and the DNC to our FBI and DOJ. Well, Rudy just handed it off to them after he had been brought into it. And by the way, in November of 2018, this information he pointed out was given to him. He said, I did the investigation while the Mueller investigation was still pending to defend my client against false charges. I did it before Biden announced his candidacy. And he writes, the Washington media would be attacking me for exposing these allegations of corruption involving the protected class. They couldn't help themselves. And he, was, he wrote it. It's become a Pavlovian response. The vast conspiracy. Biden was long protected by the his Washington press buddies. Otherwise, they would have been hitting on this in 2015. If they played their roles as guardians of the public trust, the mob could have stopped it. He's right. And this is what I mean by invasion of the body snatchers. So then you got the China deal. You got the Ukraine deal. You got the firing and shakedown with taxpayer dollars to fire a Ukrainian prosecutor. Imagine if it's Trump and Donald Trump Jr. And the same with the China deal. Now work your way backwards. Imagine that Donald Trump is the secretary of state and he has a secret server with top secret classified information on it. And that's illegal. That's a violation of the Espionage Act. And anyway, they subpoena his emails and he decides to erase 33,000 of them and then use bleach bit and wipe the, the driver's server clean and have an aide bust up every, you know, phone and Blackberry with a hammer and remove the SIM cards. 
And imagine that uh, it's the Trump campaign that actually paid for, well, actually took campaign money, funneled it to a law firm, a law expense, campaign finance violation, and they hire, you know, an op research firm like Fusion GPS, and they fire a former MI6 agent, and you got a dirty Russian dossier that even now the New York Times recognizes was likely Russian disinformation from the get-go. They knew that Hillary's campaign would use it. I would make a good argument that they were boosting Hillary's campaign like the Ukrainians were. But anyway, then that becomes the basis of a, a FISA warrant. Oh, let's see, to spy on, what if it was used to spy on Hillary's campaign? What if the unverified documents were used to get FISA applications through that otherwise wouldn't get through? No, no, no dossier, no FISA warrant. You know, just change the names. How would the media react then? What would the level and intensity of their coverage be then? Because we have evidence of Russia collusion and Ukrainian collusion, but they only care about Trump collusion. They don't care about obstruction of justice with Hillary, only if it's Trump, even though he was found not to have obstructed and four separate investigations, no Russian interference or collusion with the Trump campaign. And the same thing with, you know, bludgeon Kavanaugh to hurt Trump. I believe, but you're not going to believe the credible accusations against the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Phony, lying, selective moral outrage. The up is down, down is up. It's invasion of the body snatchers. They look like normal people, but they they obviously are blinded by a rage that prevents them from seeing their pure, utter, disgusting display. You know, everything you hate about Washington, D.C., it's revealed in all of this. And they don't care what they have to do to destroy Donald Trump and his supporters because they don't think much of us anyway. We have an election in a year, but that's not enough either. Look at the cowardly shift. Oh, let's say that was Mark Meadows or Jim Jordan that did what the cowardly shift did. I think there'd be a different response. All right, so I have a timeline that uh, Rudy Giuliani put out, and uh, I want to go through this because it's key to everything that's happening. Now, on top of all of this, you got the cowardly shifty shift caught in even more insane lies. Listen, what we'll play at the bottom of this after the news at the bottom of the half hour. This guy. Oh, we've got all the evidence. on Russia. We got it all. Irrefutable, incontrovertible. We got it all. There's a there's a flood of evidence. I've seen it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And never came. Four investigations later, it never came. He's dishonest, deceptive, a proven liar, and I, a a low-life political hack. And he's leading this investigation, and now we see that he's compromised in the investigation. He actually, we have him on tape saying, oh, no, 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 we have no contact uh, with this uh, so-called whistleblower. Well, number uh, one, we have not spoken directly with not the whistleblower. Spoken directly uh, to we the would whistleblower. like to, uh, but I'm sure the whistleblower has concerns that he has not been sure, advised I'm as sure the law requires. He knows they have concerns the- because they're advising the whistleblower through his staff, apparently, even though the New York Times and Washington Post tried to downplay it, they can't, you know, not acknowledge the fact that there's plenty of contact. And they're advising, well, you need to get a lawyer and you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, who else knew about it ahead of time? That he got an early accounting of the so-called whistleblower's accusations. Then you look how that whistleblower report is written up, especially compared to the text, which I don't think anybody expected that Donald Trump was ever going to release because, you know, we don't need a non-whistleblower whistleblower's account because we've got... You know, word for word verbatim of of the conversation, pretty much. Well, not word for word, almost. 
All right, 25 to the top of the hour. By the way, big shout out. Happy birthday to our uh, friend Ethan. Been working on the show. How many years now have you been a part of this extravaganza? Half my life. <laughs> Is that really true? Yeah, no, no. I started at about 15 and a half and I'm turning 30. So how did you work for us at 15 and a half? Uh, the step uh, wife station thought I was a lot older because I had facial hair. And uh, Can I jump in here? So let me just wow, talk about so the you first li- time. So you I lied about your age. No, to no, get no, to- no. No, there was no lying. Okay. Ethan looked like he was 35. All right, wait, when wait, wait, he was hang 15. on a second. It wait, was wait, insane. Wait, hold on one second. So he basically withheld information I that he know not. would have prevented him from getting fired, uh, hired. Correct? He never did that because he doesn't lie. All right, stop. Uh, all right, I'm not asking you. You knew if you told people that you're only 15 and a half, you wouldn't get hired. Yes or no? I didn't know whether or not I would get hired. I knew so that you you made it a point not to give your age. I just didn't mention it. No one ever you asked. Know, I actually think. Like they have these crazy laws in New York. Now it wouldn't be legal. Yeah. Back yeah. then it back then it was like I, I'm not so sure, but you can't ask people their age. You know, they're sending out these videos for HR departments in the state of New York, and my staff has been, I guess, having to go through the, these training things, and they're telling me all about them. I mean, you can't even say, "Hey guys, what's going on? How are you?" And they're apparently saying guys is not is not gender neutral. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with all the terms that they were describing to me. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And I thought I kind of kept up with it. Anyway, so you, you started at 15 and a half and you got paid at 15 and a half. No, no. I interned uh, for you and uh, the great one uh, when I had days off. And then right. uh, I worked in the summer for Mark Simone. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ever since then, I've Did been. Did you work for Rush for a period? I worked for Rush. I worked at Fox for a period, but uh, I've always been around this staff. So yeah, over 15 and uh, about 15 years now. Yeah. Wow. And you have a new baby in yep. the house. All right, Linda's like chomping at the bit. I'm, you're trying to defend him like you defend I'm everybody. I'm not defending him. If somebody makes a mistake on this show and I ask, all right, who screwed that up? What do you always do? Uh, it's my responsibility at the end of the and day. And then I'm like, okay, I'm asked, I didn't ask you what your responsibility is. I asked you who did it and you tried to hide it constantly. That's irrelevant. The you consequences and then I have to go, are here. Then I have to go around you and use the extra effort to discover who did do it. You should just listen to me and save yourself the effort. You should be praising me for my hard work ethic at the age of 15. Listen, How I got to be honest, year olds I, give you, I give you huge props for being 15 years old and finding a way into working for me, the great one, Mark Levin, Rush, and getting into Fox News in the meantime. I mean, that is an unbelievable story. Um, congratulations. Anyway, happy birthday. And Thanks. how old's the baby now? He's four months. Don't hear two bits of advice. Don't let the kid learn to walk because when they first start walking, it's step, step, boom, step, step, boom. And it's like, uh, you know, it's going to give you a heart attack. So and don't let the kid learn how to talk because when they get older, like you exactly when they get older, they start talking back and you start resenting it. Like, why did I ever teach you to talk? What's the response, Sean, by the way, to you being so skinny? No, well, no, no, I'm I'm done now. I'm like, I lost the weight that I wanted to lose because it was just residual, you know, that nagging fat in your your stomach and stomach and your hips. And I got rid of it. All right. Then. By the way, NJ Diet is what did it. Our uh, sponsor I mean, in New you're York. Super skinny now. Yeah, no, no. I lost like 18 pounds. So, but by the way, it's a hard diet to be on. It's not easy. Yeah, it looks very hard. 
Yeah, but you know what? It finally worked. And you know how many other diets and how many ways of eating I tried before this, right? And none of mm-hmm. them worked. What so, happens now when Sensei tries to, f- to fight you? I mean, do you just fall down or how's no, that No, I'm actually, I had no idea that I had muscles underneath that fat. <laughs> I did. I had no idea. I actually have some shape for the first time in my life, but I've been doing, you know, 200 sit-ups a day forever. And it's like, if you do all that many sit-ups and that many push-ups, you actually grow muscles. It's an amazing phenomenon. And I don't, I don't use weights, but we do. And I also do the boxing and, you know, we do the mixed martial arts and Kempo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Krav Maga and But now he can't, he can't practice with you anymore because, you know, you're like see-through. Well, the you're latest so thing that we no added to my you. dojo is because I have the heavy bag. That's, that's my workout. Hitting, the bag's heavier than you. Well, it probably is. It's correct. And but I, I, I hit it bare knuckles. And, you know, one day last week I was doing uppercuts on it. And I scraped my knuckles. So I've had to tape them in the last couple of days. And so but we do that training and, you know, then we do firearm blade and stick training. And I mean, I do an hour and a half a day. I don't miss. It's every day. And it's the best thing you've ever done mentally. But we've added a, you know, the punching bag. I'm getting pretty good at it. You and Rocky, never had that before. Yeah, I love Rocky. I love Rocky. I identify with Rocky. That's my whole life. You can't have him. He's mine. I'm from Philly. All right. It's not that I have him. I mean, I've known Sylvester Stallone. We know his brother. Oh, sorry. I don't know Sylvester. All right. All right. Anyway, back to the cowardly sleazebag Schiff, the shifty Schiff that he is. And, you know, well, now we know he's, he actually, his office spoke directly to the whistleblower, future whistleblower. It really isn't a whistleblower. And reports they uh, recommended, oh, yeah, you need to hire a lawyer and meet with the inspector general and file a complaint. And you look at the complaint and it's obviously written and, and lawyered up to the max. And uh, it's like, everyone said, well, we've got to hear what the whistleblower says. Well, well, we have the transcript from the call to which the whistleblower's supposedly talking about, although the whistleblower, this is not even evidence that they knew directly. This is hearsay. Well, somebody told me this. I'm writing up what they told me. So he was given advance warning and apparently given advice back, funneling it to the future whistleblower, non-whistleblower. And, but you know, behind the scenes, you know, you know, now he's the nonpartisan, totally legitimate whistleblower complaint and he's behind it from the get-go. You know, the same guy, by the way, who went on uh, MSDNC and claimed we have not spoken directly to the whistleblower. Uh, we have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. Uh, we would like to, but I'm sure the whistleblower has concerns that he has not been advised, as the law requires, sure he has by concerns. the inspector general or the director of national intelligence, just as to how he is to communicate with Congress. Uh, I'm sure they have, con- because they've been already advising the whistleblower. I mean, that's the he's lying through his teeth again. Listen to how many times let's go to the Russia case that he kept telling us they had oh, all the evidence is in. Oh, it's abundance of evidence. Oh, yeah, it was so much evidence. But they didn't have any evidence. Listen, there is already, in my view, ample evidence in ample. the public domain on the issue of collusion. 
if you're willing to see it. Uh, if you want to blind yourself, then you can look the other way. I can certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. I've been very clear over the last uh, year, year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. Uh, now, bear in mind that meeting at Trump Tower, which takes place after the campaign is alerted that the Russians have these emails. Don Jr. is told, hey, at the highest levels, ultra-sensitive, we have information incriminated about Hillary Clinton as part of the Russian government effort to help Donald Trump. That looks a lot like collusion to me. Well, certainly if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which information. Which is what the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case. Yes, that would be a potential form of collusion. You have an offer of illegal help. You have the acceptance of that offer. You have an overact, overt act and furtherance of that conspiracy. That is, I think, by any rational American's expectation, the, the personification of collusion. What about the contractor that met at the Ukrainian embassies with people from Ukraine for the very purpose of working with Ukraine to undermine Trump? It, it fits there. Or the use of the and the buying of a dirty Russian dossier. I mean, that was then used as the basis of a FISA warrant. It doesn't care. They, they don't care about truth anymore. I mean, this is what's missing. You have to suspend any fidelity to truth, to reality. I mean, to common sense, reason. And you've got to just be this pure political animal. And right now, between the mob and the media, and I call them the mob for a reason, because they're acting like a mindless mob. And they just, you know, it's like a, an inside the, the Beltway thing they all got going on between New York and L.A. and San Francisco and D.C. where, well, um, uh, let, let, let's see if we can all say the same thing to each other and get on the same page, which they do all the time. Rudy's new information, you know, he starts out from 2010 to 2014 with Ukraine, the high ranking minister and the pro-Russia Ukrainian government of Viktor uh, Yankovich granting his company valuable gas exploration permits. That's called Burisma Holdings. February 2014 is when Obama named Joe Biden as the point man in Ukraine. February 2014, revolution of dignity took place and uh, Yankovich and his government were ousted. Anyway, they flee to Russia. They also have been taking billions out of Ukraine and using banks all over the world to launder money. This is important. Again, Look at the timeline that Rudy put out. November 18, this information was given to him. He did the investigation while the Mueller investigation was still pending to defend his clients against false charges of collusion before Joe Biden ever announced his candidacy. And we but we did have the report. You know, from the very beginning, we had the report. That went out from Politico that Ukraine did help and collude with the DNC contractor on behalf of the Clinton campaign and did smear Trump, and they did have an impact on the race, hence Manafort. Anyway, Poroshenko was then elected in May of 2014. And by the way, in 2014 in April, well, that's when the, at the time, you know, this guy Zlochevsky flees with uh, Yankovic to, to Russia, they also have been taking billions out of the country, about seven billion in U.S. aid, and 
Zlochewski places Biden, Hunter Biden, son of VP Joe Biden and Devin Archer and his partner and former aide, uh, then Secretary of State John Kerry on the board of Burisma, the third partner in Rosemont Seneca Capital. That goes back to the China deal as the stepson of John Kerry. None have any experience in anything involving energy, gas or Ukraine. Anyway, then Poroshenko is elected president of Ukraine and the prosecutor is this guy, General Viktor Shokin. He opened a criminal investigation of Burisma and their payments to the vice president's son, Hunter and Devin Archer. And then the guy that was fleeing to Russia, Zolochevsky, he was a fugitive by the Ukraine government and Biden and Archer remained on the board of this company. That would be Burisma. And Hunter Biden meets for breakfast with the deputy secretary of state, Tony Blinken, regarding concerns about Burisma. So he's actually lobbying to keep his lucrative payouts. Hillary Clinton in October 2015 testified on Benghazi. And according to the the vice president's book, Hillary tells uh, him that she's not going to go after Hunter Biden if, vice, if the vice president runs, but can't control what her staff will do. Remember, Biden was warned by the New York Times that his son was being investigated. And in December of 2015, the then Vice President Biden told Poroshenko that he's got to get rid of the prosecutor looking into Burisma Holdings and his son, Hunter. That would be General Victor Shokin, who's now on the record five separate times. Why? Because now Rudy Giuliani had interviewed him. We've discovered last night. That would be, let's see, John Solomon, ABC, Washington Post. They all interviewed the prosecutor and the prosecutor said the same thing to everybody. And we can add to that an affidavit signed by General Victor Shokin, the prosecutor. And anyway, so he gets fired because the vice president insisted on it to protect his kid and this business deal. And Biden and Poroshenko talk on the phone in February 2016, three separate times. How about we release the transcripts of those conversations? In March of 2016, that's when Biden threatened Poroshenko with not getting the billion dollars unless this is, you know, in loan guarantees. If it's not executed, they'll go into default. And Ukraine parliament then has to fire the prosecutor Shokin. And then anyway, in May of 2016, Biden arrived in Ukraine, announced the billion dollar loan guarantee. And Biden called in April of 2016, Poroshenko discussed the appointment of a new general prose- prosecutor general. Then a new person comes in and the VP praises the appointment of the new person. And that new person in March of 2016 meets with the U.S. ambassador and tells the new prosecutor that he must drop the investigation of individuals and institutions, including apparently an organization run by Soros, according to Rudy. And uh, they're also aware of the Biden incident. And Ukrainian law enforcement agency announced they uncovered a massive fraud. Now, you just fast forward. Imagine if all of this is Donald Trump, vice president and Don Jr., who's getting the benefit of all of this protection. And that's when, you know, Biden in January of of 2016 goes before the Council of Foreign Relations and brags about what he did. And it mentioned that his son was a major figure in Burisma's fraud and a beneficiary and Records show $3.2 million to Hunter Biden through a Cypriot bank and a separate payment of nine hundred grand to the other company, the one used in the China issue, Rosemont Seneca. That was described as being for lobbying for Joe Biden. And in fact, we have Politico even acknowledging that, yeah, they helped Hillary and that a DNC contractor was meeting in the Ukrainian embassy in, 
in Washington about these very issues. I, I mean, the, but it's a conspiracy. It's unproven. These are that long, long debunked allegations. Nothing's been debunked. Just the opposite. It's obvious to anybody with a brain and eyes to see clearly that what went on here. The president himself called on the Russians to uh, assist his campaign by hacking Hillary Clinton's emails. Was using that office as leverage to obtain dirt, to have another country manufacture dirt on his opponent. So uh, we talked uh, for a couple minutes last night. He uh, expressed regret uh, for not having uh, been more clear in his wording. Um, what did he, he mean? Said, he said at the time... When he was saying that, uh, obviously, we now know that they that the whistleblower had approached his staff, but uh, there wasn't 100 percent certainty that the whistleblower who had approached his staff was the same one who was behind the actual complaint. There was a suspicion it was, uh, but there wasn't 100 percent 100 percent certainty. He also was explaining that uh, he was trying to compel the whistleblower to come testify the, before the committee when he was saying that. Uh, but again, he expressed regret uh, for saying for for what he said on the initial interview with Morning Joe and uh, said he should have been much more clear about it. Uh, I will say this puts him in some in some trouble. Uh, he clearly uh, wasn't being forthright uh, in that interview with us a couple weeks ago, um, and he should have been. Uh, he was less than clear. He lied. I mean, he just outright, oh, we, we didn't have any, no, no contact whatsoever. No, not at all. Before that, it is the cowardly, shifty ship. And uh, all the false claims, oh, there's significant evidence. There's ample evidence. We have the evidence on Trump-Russia collusion. Same guy, different hoax, different name, same words, same same cast of characters. Uh, and again, they missed the obvious, the real story. There was 2016 Russia collusion. It was Hillary's bought and paid for dossier. And then, of course, the unverified warrants. This, of course, after the investigation was rigged into her email server and the obstruction that then followed. Uh, then we have the FISA warrants not verified. Russian lies used as the formulation to get the FISA applications unverifiable information. We're getting to the bottom of all of that. Also, the outsourcing of intelligence gathering to allied nations, which would be why Bill Barr needed introductions to Australia and Italy and Great Britain, uh, because that's where apparently the outsourcing went to to circumvent American laws. And now we're on the second bigger witch hunt, which means you have to suspend any fidelity to truth, reality and common sense and believe that Donald Trump in that conversation with the new president of Ukraine did something something wrong when the transcript shows no such thing. And in the meantime, you're going to ignore that we do have direct evidence. The DNC, Hillary Clinton's campaign, colluded with Ukraine for the purpose of impacting the 2016 election in Hillary's favor. And then, of course, we have the Bidens who have enriched themselves with obvious corruption. Now, Rudy Giuliani, add him to the ranks of ABC, Washington Post, John Solomon, and even a, a signed affidavit of the prosecutor fired by Joe Biden within six hours because his son was being investigated by that prosecutor. And any denial uh, is just pure garbage. And, and it's so obvious what happened here. Peter Schweitzer, he first opened up the Biden corruption issue in his book, Secret Empires. Greg Jarrett's new book is out next week. He's also with us, Fox News legal analyst. 
comes out on Monday, Witch Hunt, uh, which is a sequel to his number one bestseller. Welcome, both of you. Peter, let's start with the Bidens, because there is a big story. There is a timeline. Uh, The president is correct. This is obvious corruption. The prosecutor fired is now on the record five separate times. He was told he got fired because of Joe Biden's pressure and Joe Biden shaking down Ukraine by using a million tax dollars, pressuring them to fire the guy looking into his son. That's right, Sean. I mean, here's what we know. We know that when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, Barack Obama, and this is a matter of public record, appointed him on point, as point person toward two countries on the planet. One of those was Ukraine, and the other one was China. And what we know is that Joe Biden's son, at that time, got massive deals in two countries, of all the countries around the world, those same two countries, Ukraine and China. So this is a classic follow-the-money story. But what's different, Sean, is, you know, there, there have been stories in the past about, you know, Billy Carter did some stuff and, you know, Neil Bush. What's different here is it's systematic. Uh, it involves large sums of money. And we have the explicit fact that Hunter Biden traveled with his father on Air Force Two in December of 2013. We now know, because the Chinese executives have admitted it, they were introduced to Vice President Biden by Hunter Biden on that trip. And then 10 days later, Hunter Biden's small firm lands this billion dollar, later expanded to a billion five deal uh, for private equity. They had no grounds for getting. So this is a classic case of corruption on a scale that I have not seen before. Um, And, you know, Joe Biden's stories have continued to unravel on this, first saying he never talked about it with his son. Now evidence has come out that he does. We even have pictures that show him meeting with Ukrainian executives on a golf course. Um, It's deep trouble for Joe Biden. Before I ask Greg the legal questions surrounding all of this, I mean, if anything, it was almost, what, $4 million in the Ukraine case. Um, in the case of the deal with the Bank of China, that, that that's a government bank, isn't it? Or a partially government-owned bank uh, entity? Yeah, that's right, Sean. In fact, uh, there, there are entities in China, uh, government-run pension funds, that were investing into this. And again, the Biden team has been deceptive and lying as they have tried to spin this. What they've tried to say is that Hunter was just an advisor. It, the fund really wasn't that big. These are all statements from Biden's lawyer. What we've released, what's in the book, are actual documents. The documents show he was not an advisor. He was on the board of directors of this entity. It's in black and white in Chinese corporate documents. We have the documents that show they got a billion five. That's the assets they have, not what Biden's lawyer claims. So, you know, it's a question of looking at the facts versus looking at the spin. All right. The so that's the, that, clearly, so that's a billion five and it's Hunter Biden. It is uh, John Kerry's stepson, Heinz, and it's Whitey Bulger's nephew. Uh, in the Ukraine case, correct me if I'm wrong, did Hunter Biden have any experience in Ukraine, oil, gas or energy? And in China, did he have any experience with China or the issues involving private equity involved in that kind of deal? Uh, zero, Sean. Uh, his job before his dad was vice president, he was a lobbyist, um, and his last gig was representing online gambling companies. So he had no background in any of this. And, you know, this is the point that I make when people bring up to me and say, well, what about the Trumps? The Trumps have these businesses. The huge, massive difference between the two is the Trumps came into the White House with large, well-established businesses. What we're talking about in Hunter Biden's case is literally a couple of months after his father's election, elected vice president, he opens up a firm 
where he has no background and gets gigs where he has no background. It's, it's a stark difference between the two. You cannot even compare the two. Greg, let's look at this from the legal side. What do you see? Influence peddling, or at least significant evidence that would justify the Department of Justice opening an official investigation into what uh, Joe Biden openly bragged about, this quid pro quo. That is arguably a corrupt act intended to benefit his son by extorting a billion dollars in U.S. taxpayer taxpayer funds unless they drop a case uh, involving Hunter Biden and his company, Burisma, this Ukrainian gas company. And also, you know, (laughs) he joins Burisma at the same time, this gas company, at the same time his father is encouraging Ukraine to increase their gas production. So, you know, Biden is not entitled to a get-out-of-jail-free card simply because he's now running for president. And that, you know, seems to be the argument of Nancy Pelosi and, and their confederates that, oh, you, you can't launch an investigation of an opposing party's candidate. Well, that's what Barack Obama did. His administration launched an investigation of Donald Trump and Trump's campaign during the 2016 election. That hypocrisy seems to be lost on the media that continues to peddle the canard that this, you know, has all been debunked, that no credible news organization has looked into it. I would point their attention to The Washington Post, which on July 22nd published a uh, a story in which they had interviewed the fired Ukrainian prosecutor, Victor Shokin. And Shokin says, we were closing in on Burisma and Hunter Biden, and that's why I got fired. Joe Biden demanded it. So, you know, this is a violation, arguably, of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. It could be, of, uh, you know, uh, extortion. It could be bribery. It could be honest services fraud. Uh, Biden's explanations are vacuous. The DOJ needs to move on this. Well, the, the, the issue here is now to be a liberal today, you have to say you care about foreign interference in elections Four separate investigations. No Trump Russia collusion. Uh, they didn't get what they wanted. There is nothing that I see at all in any way that is nefarious, wrong in any capacity in the transcript of the call with the Ukrainian president. But We did have the dirty Russian dossier, and now we have complete evidence proof going back to, uh, you know, the Politico article of 111.17. And that is that, yeah, Ukraine admitted that they had worked with the DNC and on behalf of Hillary's campaign, they were colluding to get dirt on Trump, and which is how they got the Ukrainian Manafort dirt. Yeah, and I... I and wrote that about did have this. an impact on the campaign. Oh, it totally did. I wrote about this in two chapters in my new book, Witch Hunt. Alexandra Chalupa, a Ukrainian-American, was hired by the DNC as a subcontractor. And, you know, her goal and her contacts, and they achieved this, actually, was to dig up dirt on Donald Trump and the Trump campaign uh, in order to help Hillary Clinton get elected. Now, Uh, The media, you know, for some reason, doesn't think that's a criminal collusion conspiracy to meddle in an election. Uh, But the accusations against uh, Donald Trump somehow are, even though the Mueller report concluded there was no criminal collusion, conspiracy, obstruction of justice was inapplicable under the law and the facts. You know, the, the media and I write a chapter in the book. Uh, about the media. It's called the media witch hunt. 
54 pages in which I recount all of the biased stories that the fake news media got wrong. They were blinded by their hatred of Trump and they committed media malpractice on almost a daily basis. All right. As we continue with Peter Schweitzer, his book, When Did You Write Secret Empires, Peter? And by the way, Greg Jarrett is with us. His new book, uh, Witch Hunt, full of great new information, uh, is out on Monday. Uh, when did you write Secret Empires? Secret Empires was written in 2017, came out in March of 2018, and uh, was on both your TV show and radio show, and was a number one New York Times bestseller, um, and was largely ignored by the mainstream media. And uh, now it's being picked up again uh, because these issues are resonating. And and you know, to, just to pick up real quick, Sean, on something that Greg said, which I think is so important, is you know this issue of foreign influence, which is an issue we we should take seriously, but nobody wants to take a serious look on the left at this question of foreign influence as it relates to the Biden business dealings. The point is this. Why do they think the Chinese are throwing money at Hunter Biden? Why do they think the Ukrainians are paying him $83,000 a month, according to banking records, for a job he has no background and skill set for? He's not being paid because he knows something, because he has expertise. So what's he being paid for? It's precisely about foreign influence. And the Chinese have written about this, that their goal is to sort of buy off the political leadership in foreign countries to get favorable treatment. So it, it, it speaks to the disingenuous nature of so much uh, of this discussion on foreign influence. Here's a classic case of a payoff, of a favor being given to a powerful American politician that is lucrative business deals for, for his son. Um, and nobody seems to care about it on the, on the left. It's, it's remarkable. And if it was the name was, uh, let's see, Don Jr. And the vice president at the time was uh, Donald J. Trump, although he wouldn't like the demotion, uh, the media reaction, I think you can bet Greg Jarrett would be uh, dramatically different. The media would be apoplectic with hysteria. Uh, You know, it is a crime as a public official to misuse your office, to confer a benefit to a foreign power in exchange for either money or something of value to yourself or your family. It's a classic example of a corrupt act. And as I said before, there is sufficient evidence here for the Department of Justice uh, to open an investigation. And Joe Biden did it to himself. His hubris uh, and his arrogance uh, led him to brag about what he did. And, you know, he I guess he just assumed that, you know, he gets the same get out of jail free card that Hillary Clinton got. Apparently that investigation has been reopened. I just read last week. We'll see. Um, Greg's book is out Monday. You can get it on Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores Monday. Uh, that's a great book. Witch Hunt and Secret Empire's Peter Schweitzer. Uh, just two years ahead of its time. Finally, they're catching up to us, Peter. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. Great work, both of you. Quick break. When we come back, how will Republicans in the House deal with the duplicitous double standards, the unfairness, the madness of impeachment? 
Uh, we'll t check in with the Republican whip, Steve Scalise, next as we continue. The President of the United States and those around him during an election campaign colluded with a hostile foreign power. So I keep getting asked, are there echoes of Watergate in this? And there are. There is already, in my view, ample evidence in the public domain on the issue of collusion, if you're willing to see it. And the president used that opportunity to try to coerce that leader to manufacture dirt on his opponent uh, and interfere in our election. You know, Russia was interfering in the election um, and they weren't doing it on their own. And he was in on it. Do you think it was appropriate for the president to ask a foreign leader for help investigating his chief political rival for 2020. Again, go look at what he talked about in that call conversation. He was talking about the 2016 interference that happened in our election. Look, there have been media reports for years. Joe Biden himself bragged long before he was a candidate for president that he went there to, to Ukraine and held the billion dollars back. You know, I'm going to leave in six hours unless they fire the prosecutor. My goodness, Chuck. A lot of people have been asking for that to be investigated. Congressman, you know the reality behind that. You, you, know, you know the truth behind that. Why are you putting it out there as if it's a, oh, my gosh, we have no idea what, you're t what he was talking about then. I mean, we're, you're taking something that actually happened that the entire Western alliance supported. This was a bipartisan effort, as you know, in Congress that supported this I don't effort. I know if the Western alliance up, supported him holding back corruption. a billion dollars. Of course, there was a lot of corruption. Yeah. In fact, that's why Zelensky got elected with a mandate to clean up corruption. He and President Trump are talking about that in the conversation, uh, things that both of them are doing to clean up corruption and drain the swamp. Oh, uh, look. All of this stuff with this whistleblower report, uh, there were a lot of things, if you read the whistleblower report, that are concerning in terms of allegations that were very partisan. In fact, the Justice Department or the inspector general determined that the whistleblower does have a political bias. Uh, you know, again, let him let him go forward and make accusations. Right. Uh, but a lot I, of these accusations wanna... have turned out to not be true. Uh, yeah. And nobody needs the non whistleblower whistleblowers account. Why? Because this is second, third hand, who knows how many hand information and obviously written in the most damning way possible, apparently at the instructions of the cowardly, shifty uh, Adam Schiff, the biggest liar in the United States Congress. I wonder why. Now, I guess we know why he's ducked this show as much as he has, Linda. I mean, we've offered him three straight hours. We've offered him hours on TV. Won't take it. Won't come near the show. I'd love to have him on. Anyway, that was uh, House Republican whip uh, Steve Scalise on one of those low rated Sunday shows. I think it was uh, Meet the Press. Boy, how far they have fallen from the days of Tim Russett. I'll tell you that. And saying the framers did not put the power of impeachment in the Constitution so you could stop somebody from getting elected who was duly elected in 2016. Steve Scalise, welcome back. Sean, always great to be back with you. I read, I've read this transcript over and over and over again. I, there's not even an a comma that is that is inappropriate in this thing. But what we do know is the following. We do know the country of Ukraine uh, that representatives met with a DNC contractor on behalf of the Clinton campaign. And in fact, Ukraine colluded to help elect Hillary Clinton. And they did it in a variety of ways. And it had an impact as even the Politico acknowledges on January 11th, 2017. Uh, and on top of all of this, we have probably the biggest 
uh, pay-to-play scheme or, let's say, shakedown with taxpayer money caught on tape bragging about it with Joe Biden and the money that his son Hunter and his friends were making in Ukraine with no experience in energy, oil, or gas, uh, or no experience with Ukraine and the billions, uh, five, they're making in China with no experience in China or private equity that anybody can discover. So uh, while they've, in a sense, they've done us a favor, but the media mob continues to lie. It's so true, Sean. I've read the transcript multiple times like you. You know, when I went on Meet the Press, the first thing Chuck opened with was saying, you know, the president said, hey, will you do me a favor? And then started talking about Biden. And in fact, it's incredibly misleading because when you read the transcript, if you did, uh, you know that he said, do me a favor, look into CrowdStrike, which is the company that was looking into the 2016 interference by Russia in a lot of the things that the Hillary Clinton campaign was doing, like you pointed out, which, by the way, we've never gotten the facts on. Uh, they didn't even turn that information over to the FBI so that we could find out more about how Russia tried to interfere with our elections. And President Trump is talking to Zelensky about helping root out the 2016 corruption, which I thought the left wanted us to look at and root out. And instead of applauding the president, uh, for actually being aggressive at rooting out the corruption in 2016, which happened when Barack Obama was president and Joe Biden was vice president. The media is trying to impeach the president for this. Uh, it's it, yeah, They're going to regret this in the end uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but number one, I mean, they, they're trying to impeach a president for doing nothing wrong. And, and that's not what the standard of high crimes and misdemeanors is all about. Well, I mean, this is a witch hunt number two. Um, there's no collusion again, but they're not going to waste, I guess, almost three years and and put it in the hands of a, a special prosecutor only to be disappointed yet or, or a special counsel only to be uh, disappointed yet again. But in the meantime, they do nothing for the country. They've whipped everybody's minds into a frenzy. And I'd love your thoughts on the uh, cowardly shift. I mean, we have this guy lying. We've got the evidence. We've got the evidence. We have it. It's there. It's significant, ample evidence to impeach Trump over Russia. And he lied all through that. Now he's up to his eyeballs himself in corruption because it appears that, yeah, in spite of what he said publicly, his uh, office had a, a lot of contact, made a lot of recommendations to the whistleblower that's not a whistleblower. Right. There are a lot of real concerns about the things you just raised. And, and he said some things. Again, it's going to be fact-checked, and ultimately we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of this. Even though Pelosi's trying to stop us from doing it, we're going to. And uh, you look at what Adam Schiff said, and it's important to remind everybody over and over again, Adam Schiff is the same guy who, during the entire Mueller investigation for almost two years, was going out on every TV show he could find and saying he has more than circumstantial evidence that the president colluded with Russia. And there was no evidence because it didn't happen. And instead of admitting he was wrong, which he was, because if he wasn't wrong, he would have shown us the evidence, Sean. It never existed. And he was throwing it out there to try to impugn this president who's doing such a great job at getting our economy back on track, at following through on the promises he made, at cleaning up the corruption that was going on not only in the United States, but in all these other countries, including Ukraine. And so instead of just moving on, he goes on to something else, and they just keep making allegations. They're trying to find people, and clearly this whistleblower, even according to the inspector general, has a political bias, uh, did not get this information firsthand. And oh, by the way, Sean, I know you knew this. They just days before the whistleblower filed a complaint changed the rules for whistleblowers. It used to require firsthand knowledge. They changed it so that it could be somebody who had secondhand knowledge. Who made that change? We're going to find that out. We have to find that out. This is part of the transparency uh, that deserves to be there. 
uh, what kind of people are over there uh, in these federal agencies that are trying to carry out a political bias, like we saw uh, with Cohen, like we saw with the Mueller report, where people at the FBI and other agencies were abusing their power to try to stop Donald Trump from getting elected. Uh, This is scary stuff. It's stuff the public wants to know about. They don't want to impeach a president who was duly elected just because the Democrats don't like Donald Trump or don't like the fact that he was elected instead of Hillary. He won the election. I think he's going to win next year's election because is of the there great any, job he's doing. Is there anything that the, is anything the House Republicans, last question, question, exit question, that the House Republicans can do as it relates to what Pelosi is doing and Schiff is doing? Uh, and number one, will you also go after Schiff for his lying duplicity in all of this? I don't see how he could lead any inquiry into anything um, because he needs to have a, his own inquiry taken place, one against him. Uh, can anything the House Republicans to, can do to slow down, stop this madness, even though they're not even allowing Republicans to have equal time, like in the case of Volcker? Well, we've got to use every means we can to let the public know what's really going on. Look, Andy Biggs, a colleague of mine, uh, has a resolution that I co-sponsored, uh, too. It's a privileged resolution to call out Adam Schiff for the things that he's done. Uh, you look at what Speaker Pelosi's done uh, to try to shield her members from a vote on the House floor. Never happened before in any of the three impeachments that moved through the House committee. Uh, in each of those three, there was always a House vote, uh, and it was always a bipartisan vote on the House floor. This is hyperpartisan, where Pelosi doesn't even want her vulnerable members to vote on it. And go back to the author of the only impeachment resolution that's out there. He said just last week that if we don't impeach Donald Trump, he will win re-election. This is all about, not about high crimes and misdemeanors, because there were none committed. They don't want Donald Trump to get reelected, and they're abusing the power of impeachment to try to make it happen. They will not be successful. And I think it's going to backfire on them. I think it already is backfiring on them. And we're going to keep getting all this information, getting the facts out. All right, Steve Scalise, the House uh, Republican whip. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number, Adam, California. Adam, how are you? Thanks for your patience. Glad you called. Oh, I'm glad I called, too. My my concern is this is an opening closed case of textbook bullying, and they've been bullying our president since he took office. And it's, and it's not affecting one kid on a playground. It's affecting our whole nation and the way our nation conducts business. Well, we I, listen, they, 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 they haven't lifted a finger to solve a, th- a thing. I mean, you know, for example, in, in Obama's second term, oh, yeah, they're all for funding the wall, all for getting a wall done. Uh, now they've what now they're for open borders, free health care for illegal immigrants. They're uh, of, of course, they want everybody to get amnesty. They have sanctuary cities yeah. and sanctuary states now that literally aid and abet even criminal aliens uh, from even being deported. They're protected. Well, what happens when they commit more crimes against more innocent Americans, especially the criminals that are out of just let out of jail? They won't even hand them over to ICE. So they've become so radical and extreme and obstructionist. They, what have they done to ever help President Trump get something done that we should all agree on, like like securing the borders? Nothing. Nothing. Well, we need to start a class action lawsuit against bullying our president. We just had somebody commit suicide over cyberbullying. He's getting media bullying, cyberbullying, political bullying. We need to uh, put an end to this, and they need to be held accountable. And hundred percent. He doesn't have a billion dollars to leverage anymore. Just other Democrats. Well, listen, it's, it, this is why I say it's an all hands on deck moment. The American people, 
you, you, you got to understand there's consequences if you don't engage. But I agree with what Steve Scalise just said. This is going to this is going to backfire and blow up politically in their face as it should as they abuse their power. Wayne in New Jersey, how are you? John, great to speak to you. Yes, sir. What's going on? Hey, I was watching your TV show last night, and the graphic that came up, same shift, different day, uh, got me thinking of two more phrases for you. Yeah, go ahead. One is, the ship will hit the fan. Yeah. And bullshit. Well, it's all true. Um you know, look, if it wasn't so serious and bitterly partisan and so absolutely disgustingly hypocritical, I, I mean, I just can't believe how is it that not one person that cared about Russia collusion, they never said a, a word, not a peep out of them about the dirty Russian dossier. Nothing. They cared about obstruction, but not Hillary's obstruction with the deleted emails, the bleach bit, et cetera, the hammers. And, you know, same with the oh, I believe, but you're not going to believe it when it's a credible accusation against a Democrat. It is selective, political, feigned moral outrage, and they get away with it. We now know Ukraine was solicited by the DNC for help and support to collude with the Clinton campaign to literally impact the election and even Politico acknowledged in January of 2017 before Trump sworn in that they were successful. All the Manafort stuff came from Ukraine. They did all the trashing of Trump and questioning uh, who he is and his temperament. That A lot of it, they were openly helping Hillary and they were having meetings. Now, again, if it was Trump, it'd be different. If Donald Trump Jr. was Hunter Biden and it was Vice President Trump at the time, I can guarantee you there'd be wall to wall coverage of this, you know, the corrupt business dealings that that took place here. If Donald Trump as vice president leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars like, you know, Joe 30330 uh, to protect his son from an investigation, I guarantee you they probably end up in jail. And this is now the quandary, the dilemma for the entire country. We're going to allow them to get away with this. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. What exactly did you hope to do think that if they were honest about it, they'd start a major investigation into the Bidens. It's a very simple answer. Uh, They should investigate the Bidens because how does a company that's newly formed and all these companies, if you look at, and by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Bidens because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with, uh, with Ukraine. So I would say that President Zelensky, if it were me, I would recommend that they start an investigation into the Bidens because nobody has any doubt that they weren't crooked. That was a crooked deal, 100 percent. He had no knowledge of energy, didn't know the first thing about it. All of a sudden, he's getting $50,000 a month, plus a lot of other things. Nobody has any doubt. And they got rid of 
a prosecutor who was a very tough prosecutor, they got rid of him. Now they're trying to make it the opposite way, but they got rid. So if I were the president, I would certainly recommend that of Ukraine. Because I'm sure that President Xi does not like being under that, that kind of scrutiny where billions of dollars is taken out of his country by a guy that just got kicked out of the Navy. He got kicked out of the Navy. All of a sudden, he's getting billions of dollars. You know what they call that? They call that a payoff. The president that you are running to unseat is um, potentially being impeached uh, for trying to sabotage your campaign. How, how does one deal with that, Mr. Vice President? With the truth, uh, you know, there's not one single solitary legitimate outfit uh, here abroad that uh, indicates there's anything remotely reasonable to what he's suggesting. Uh, it is uh, way beyond uh, anything that uh, I quite frankly thought he would do. The president said, uh, quote, and again, uh, he, he said this without providing, as you pointed out, providing any evidence of wrongdoing. But he said, quote, Biden and his son are stone cold crooked. Have, have you have you talked to your son about any of this? I talked to my son. Uh, I, I, we've we've communicated. He lives out in California. We communicated a couple times. Uh, but look, uh, there is zero, 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 zero evidence of any assertion being made. I'm not going to go into now. Look, the issue is this president of the United States engaged in something apparently that is close to, well, engaged in activity, which at minimum gives uh, a lot of uh, running room for the Russians in, in, uh, in uh, Ukraine. And uh, I think we should just focus on he's the issue. Nobody has ever asserted that I did anything wrong except he and What's that fellow's name? Rudy Hootie or whatever his name is. Giuliani. And that's it. Now, let me make something clear to Mr. Trump and his hatchet man and the special interest funding his attacks against me. I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to destroy me and you're not going to destroy my family. I don't care how much money you spend, Mr. President, or how dirty the attacks get. Well, he's not spending a penny yet. Uh, that's uh, well, that's just par for the course. Now, uh, we welcome back to the program. Jonathan Gillum, Danielle McLaughlin, News Roundup Information Overload, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, here's the intellectual honesty test, uh, Danielle. So let's take out the name Hunter and Joe Biden. Let's say the vice president of the United States of America has the name Donald J. Trump. I know he wouldn't like the demotion, but let's say that's the truth, okay? And let's say he gets put in charge of Ukraine. Oh, let's pick a year, 2014. And let's say that just months after his son, who has no experience in Ukraine, no experience in energy, gas or oil, gets a lucrative contract as a consultant for a big oil giant called Burisma Holdings in Ukraine and ends up being almost four million dollars for that. Now, that's on the heels of a year, year and a half earlier, Hunter Biden on Air Force Two with well, in this case, let's say it's Don Jr. on Air Force Two with Donald Trump and they go to China in 2013. And while he's over in China, he makes a lot of business contacts and he gets back less than two weeks later. He's got a billion dollar private bank equity deal with the Bank of China. That's right. 
partly state-owned state owned China-owned bank. And then it ended up being a billion five. Uh, he's in business with, let's see, John Kerry's stepson and Whitey Bulger's nephew. They didn't give the billion five to Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, uh, Bain Capital, or any of these other big you know, groups that have a lot of experience in it. And they had, again, Hunter Biden, no experience with China, private equity, no background whatsoever in this. Now, if you switch the names out and you put in the son being Donald Trump Jr., the vice president being Donald J. J. Trump, uh, are you telling me that everybody would be going around saying, oh, there's there's no evidence, there's no proof? Oh, no, 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 it's a conspiracy theory. Do you think that would be done by the media or do you acknowledge a truth, which is a flagrant, despicable, frankly, repulsive double standard by the media mob? I agree, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, Jonathan. I don't think there should be any children of anyone in the federal government monetizing the office of the presidency or the vice president. I didn't quite ask so, that question. Would this be handled well, dramatically different if the names were Donald Trump Jr. and Vice President Trump? Well, you know, what is interesting is that we have the Trump D.C. Hotel. We have Ivanka Trump. OK, all right, but they were all in existence we before. The they were Trump all in existence before no. before he became no. president. Not so, true. Ivanka no. Trump has been granted oh, excuse me. trademark since she joined the White House. Okay. 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 This has been a business established long before and and relationships with a lot of the countries before. Focus on my question. Would this be handled dramatically different if it was Vice President Trump and Donald Trump Jr. with Ukraine and China? That's a simple question. I, I don't think, and I think that there has been criticism lobbied at Biden for what he did for no, Hunter no, Biden, you, and I think that's right. But I think the Trump Danielle would the scrutiny. treatment of Donald Trump and Don Jr. be dramatically different? I don't see that it is. I real I really don't see that it is. And in fact, I think more people should be up in arms about any child. I don't care whether you're a de- Democrat all right, all right, or a all right, Jonathan Gillum. Your answer. I, I don't. I don't think we have to look any further than. Uh, Certain members of the president's cabinet, not even the, the, the president, but members of his cabinet who misused a plane or something like that that had that stepped down. They had to step down because of the uh, of the overwhelming media and political uh, uh, veracity that came down upon them. That was just for misusing a plane. That's not misusing their position to go and uh, withhold funds to get somebody fired in another country so their son could get off from doing something most likely criminal. I mean, I think it's evident, uh, Sean and Danielle, I think it's evident that when we look at politics in D.C., by and large, the Republicans are held to a standard that uh, the Democrats are not. And that, uh, as I was having a discussion today, that it's the craziest thing. I mean, you can look right at Joe Biden's words and then they try to do this uh, some type of Star Wars mind control where they say, um, you didn't see that. In fact. Trump is the one guilty of that. And it's and it's unbelievable how the media pushes this stuff out. And then Danielle, I, I, I just don't even see how anybody can just on the left can even say remotely say that it's the same on the Republicans side as it is. the Democrats. I, I think everybody not. listening, frankly, Jonathan and Danielle are laughing at your answer, Danielle, because. You know, we already see the double standard there. there We had four investigations, no Trump, Russia collusion. The very people in the the mob and the media that were after Trump on Russia collusion uh, didn't say a word 
Not a single word, hardly, about the dossier that Hillary Clinton bought and paid for with funneled money. They didn't say a word about her deleting subpoenaed emails and, and bleach bit and, and hammers. And nor do they seem to care the top secret and classified information was on that server. Nor do they seem to care the unverified Russian dossier full of lies was used as a basis to spy on the Trump campaign, Trump transition and Trump presidency or the outsourcing of of illegal intelligence gathering to allied countries to circumvent laws. Let me ask you, all right, tell me on what page, what paragraph, what sentence that you think Donald Trump crossed the line in his conversation with President Zelensky. Tell me where he, tell me what he said specifically that, that tells you that this deserves and warrants an investigation or an impeachment inquiry. Well, I don't have the transcript in front of me. And of course, it's not a transcript. It's a memorandum. He does talk very specifically after he talks about uh, missiles to the Ukraine for uh, their own self-defense against Russia, which we should be readily. Well, I can read it to you if you would like. They, he, Look, the president, yeah, it's right president in the open. he said it today. He said it today. He wants G to. Uh, here's my question. Why Hunter Biden? Why Joe Biden? Why not the thousands probably of other? Excuse me, because because we now we listen, we now know that the DNC colluded with Ukraine for election interference in 2016. We do they not have, know that at all. That is a excuse Russia me. Point. Uh, that's a Russia talking point. Let me read from let me read from Politico. And then if you don't mind, I will actually read from the uh, the letter that that uh, Senators Johnson and Grassley sent to the attorney general. I'll read that one first. The quote brazen efforts by the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on then candidate Trump in order to undermine his campaign. The letter highlighted news reports that during the 2016 election, Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary and undermine Trump and did so by disseminating documents implicating a top Trump aid in corruption, suggesting they were investigating the matter. Now I'll take you to January 11th, 2017. The Politico, Ken Vogel, David Stern, hardly members of the vast right wing conspiracy. The headline, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials scrambling to make amends with the president elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. And Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office and Ukrainian government disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors, according to the Politico investigation. By the way, supported by documents now and the admission by the government of Ukraine that they did do it. You know how we know, Danielle, because there was a court ruling that said they interfered in America's elections. A Ukrainian-American operative consulting for the DNC met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, all in an effort to expose ties between Trump, Manafort and Russia and Ukrainian efforts, quote, had an impact in the race, helping to force Manafort's resignation and advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the East, Russia. We have a court Metaphor. decision. We have the documents from the government and we have the admission from the government of Ukraine that they did it. We have Manafort, who is a criminal, who is a fraudster, who is in prison. Danielle, you're I the mean, master you at switching topics. Trump you, ha you just told me it was a Russian talking point. 
Now I'm telling you, a Ukrainian court, after looking at the evidence, excuse me, what about CrowdStrike? The president was asking to look into election interference in 2016 because he knew it had happened. Don't you want to get to the bottom of election interference with Ukraine or no? If it's real and not a conspiracy theory, I absolutely do. Why does he? Why, why well, you're he, calling why Politico he, and you're calling a, a courtroom in Ukraine a conspiracy theorist, Danielle? Is that why, how? Is why, that the new talking point? Why has the president never admitted that Russia interfered in our election? Listen to me. You won't answer the question because the bottom line is the president didn't interfere. We had four separate investigations. But I got to take a break. Oh, Russia. The four separate investigations we've had. Trump-Russia collusion. Right. The special yeah, counsel, the House it. Intel Committee, the bipartisan Senate Committee and the FBI. Nothing, nothing I'm talking about Russia, Sean. I look, I, I think if there's something uh, there that that was an investigation into I'm Russia. All, tr- it. Oh, all right. I'm you, you know what? It's very frustrating because it's there in front of you and you just I don't know if you do it on purpose or maybe you just are just blinded by your rage against Trump. I don't know. Like invasion of the body snatchers. I can't figure it out. All right, as we finish up here with Jonathan Gillum, Danielle McLaughlin, I, I, you know, we have a court ruling in Ukraine, Ukrainian government admitting that they helped Hillary, and Danielle says it's a Russian propaganda talking point. Your reaction, Jonathan? I mean, I, I love you, Danielle, but none of this stuff makes any sense. Like uh, Sean was saying before we went to the break about how uh, the left just doesn't seem, nobody on the left wants to admit anything that is true when it has to do with Donald Trump uh, or when it has to do with the guilt of the left. I, and I just, I want to say this before we go off, um, you know, there's no guarantee, Sean, just like we were talking about, you remember when, uh, when we were coming up on the election for the house and we, before we lost Congress or we lost the house to uh, the Democrats, we kept saying, it's not written in stone. It's not written in stone. You can't just say that these things are going to happen and we're going to get it our way. Donald Trump may not win in 2020. You never know what's going to happen. And I would love to see this president go full force, who I believe in him very much, but full force in all of these people, the Clintons, the Bidens, the way that all the deep state has conspired to go against him. No more reports about this guy or that guy. Start looking at these people as conspirators because they're all in it together. It doesn't matter if it's Biden and his son or if it's over giving billions of dollars to Iran, or if it's the Clintons and all the stuff that they did, it's conspiracy, and they're all working together. All right, thank you both. Danielle McLaughlin, who's giving me a heart attack, and Jonathan Gillum, thank you. 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program, we'll hit the phones. The other news when we get back, 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program, and awesome Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, all right, let's get to a lot of calls, a lot of you being... By the way, I know Danielle is one of your close friends, Linda. I mean, I well, know I mean, you love her to she's death. She's definitely a cousin from Australia or New yeah, Zealand. Okay. I, I got it, name. but I mean, you know, she's saying, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. It's established in a court of law in Ukraine. The Ukrainian government admits the collusion. Listen, Even, she's a lawyer. She's an arguer. She's confrontational. She's she's not an arguer. She just change. She just does not answer a question. She's a deflector. She does not answer a question. And I'm like, okay, like all good Democrats. But well, that's the point. What is wrong? It's kind of like like, when I say to her, Danielle, where do you want to go for dinner? She says, well, you know, I had a big lunch. It's not the same. It's like, okay, there's evidence. No, that's a conspiracy theory. There's an intellectual laziness 
and I it's either that or it's just pure rank raw politics, which means that, you know, if it means destroying Trump and the country gets destroyed in the meantime, or just like asking or praying for a recession, you know, we hate Trump more than we want the economy to grow. I mean, how sick is that? So here's the thing. This reminds me of when all of your text messages were released late on a Friday night. Oh, mine? Between you and Paul Manafort. And I think one of the things that we all found incredibly funny on that night (laughs) was the fact that people could not believe that your text messages were the exact same thing as what you say on radio and TV. Well, let me remind people because we have talked about it before. So it's Friday and I'm done. I was off. I was supposed to be off. I was off that night, actually, on TV. Anyway. All of a sudden, I'm just finished the radio show. And I look at my inbox and it's like New York Times, Washington Post, Huffington Post, da 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 da, Daily B, you know, every whatever. And they're like, okay, open one of them. And I got the clue. Uh, we'd like your reaction to the judge uh, unredacting and releasing the 57 pages. Somebody told me it was like 1,100 text messages between me and Manafort. Okay. And I'm like, great. There goes the weekend. And so I get our our crack jack team of attorneys on it instantly. And they literally they they gave it to seven attorneys. And I'm like, I I know this is from whenever 2016, now 2017 and 16, 18. I don't even know. And what's funny about it is I have no idea what's in those text messages. I'm like, oh, my gosh, 57 pages. So I'm on page 40. They're, they they call me back. Oh, fine. They said the same thing. It just sounds like you're opening monologues every night. <laughs> right. But some, my point is yeah. now that you've explained to everybody what happened and where it all came from is mm-hmm. that everybody on the left is just, it, it's like they get an email in the morning, you know, like some people get a daily devotional, they get the daily democratic talking points. Okay. What are we going to say today? Okay. Shifts talking trash again. So we got to make sure that we all stick to the story because shifty shift has shifts, you know, yet again. All right. So what are we going to say? Okay. So he talked to this whistleblower, not this whistleblower. Oh, he, he wants to do this story, not that story. But with us, it's different. Because when you have the truth on your side, you never need to remind yourself of the last lie you told. And that's all they do. So that was an interesting exchange. And I'll be honest. I mean, I'm so busy. I fire off these texts. I'm not really thinking. And I don't you know, it's like, for example, tell me, ask me who is on our show here Monday. Today's Thursday. I can't tell you. Well, you didn't I would even not know be my able to remember the first five years. That's true because you were you are not the same person. You've been you were hiding first underneath of the all, real Linda. I was not hiding. You were totally. You know, you were not the Linda we know today. You just came in every day, and we all thought like you never talked. When like all of a sudden one day she starts talking. I wasn't the boss then, then. Now I'm and the then boss. The, then the New York and the f bombs come flying out every other sentence. But forget it. Put Ask that aside. Ask an honest question. Get an honest answer. But one of the parts of, of the exchange was he was said to me, "Yeah, they want me to." to they want me to flip on the president, something to this effect, flip on the president and his family. And I specifically, Jared, I guess he might have said, I don't remember exactly. And then he goes, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, holy me, this guy's life is over. You know, this is after like solitary confinement or maybe before solitary. Com- I don't even know before or after. I have no clue. I don't remember the timeline at all. And anyway, and then he says, but I'm not going to do it. And he goes, because they didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, OK, 
what would somebody be looking for? And then apparently, like, you know, the special counsel psychos like and, and harassers like Andrew Weissman, who apparently was running the whole thing, was Sean Hannity sending special secret messages to you. I'm like sending secret messages. What, what do you I mean, what is this? And then the media, fake news, CNN and uh, conspiracy TV, Area 51, Roswell, Rachel Maddow's network. They, you know, they're all there saying, holy, I can't believe he believes this stuff. He really believes what he says. I mean, do people fake it? I, I mean, does that imply that they just do it and fake it? I don't know. What does that mean? faking it going on. Let me tell you. I don't fake it. I don't know how you can Intra fake Blue it. Bus. How do you fake three hours of radio a day? I don't know how you fake that. I, I'm, I'm a. Well, I I'm figure a, I just put Danielle McLaughlin on at the start of every show and get you revved up. Yeah, pisses me off. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go. Don Lake Ronkonkoma. What's up, Don? Welcome aboard, my friend. Hey, it's great to talk to you again, Sean. What's going on? I, I'm just saying your shows have been just incredible, both on radio and TV, giving us the facts and figures and the evidence that uh, you just don't get anywhere else. I'll tell you what I did today is I called uh, Representative Ken Marchant from Texas. He's the uh, ranking ethics committee member. And I asked him to, uh, and I voiced my disgust in the aligned conspiracy antics of uh, Adam Schiff. And I also asked, well, I didn't ask him, I asked his staff to uh, let him know, to call him in front of the ethics committee to answer some questions. Well, if it was a Republican, they would literally be, you know, censure and and probably motions to get, you know, Adam Schiff is such a liar. I mean, when we played the montage again, well, we made one last night. Oh, you proved it time and time again. Yeah, we've got all the evidence. The evidence is clear. We have ample examples, significant evidence that Trump colluded with Russia. He's just lying. And he's lying again here because no intelligent person can read that transcript and conclude that Donald Trump did something wrong. He did not. And just like in the Russia, Russia hoax conspiracy theory, uh, the only evidence we have that Ukraine helped in the 2016 election is we know they helped Hillary at the behest of a DNC contractor and they were meeting and they had an impact. And that's not even my conclusion. That's Politico's conclusion. Well, since the, since there's no mechanism to remove him from the intelligence committee, I think why not tie his hands up in the ethics committee? Yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you. Uh, all right. Devin is in Virginia. Devin. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the Sean Hannity show. Thanks for your patience. Hey, Sean, and my favorite anchor, buddy. Hey, I, I grew up a lifelong Democrat, and uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I live in Virginia now. I've seen the exposure since I was young. Like, and now all the corruption that they do. Where does the money go? All the houses in the city are boarded up. They don't do nothing with the money. Now that, that Trump's in there in 2016, I voted out, I voted for Trump. And now that he's in there, he's exposing them for what they are. My daughter goes, to, I moved to Virginia. My daughter goes to a city school now and is forced to watch CNN for 10 minutes. And she took a history test the other day. And in the history test, it said radical Republicans. I mean, these people are crazy, man. Um, well, yeah, so you're a lifelong, that. you're a lifelong Democrat. What do you like about Donald Trump? I like that Donald Trump, he's, 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 he's an, a true American. He's a patriot. I'll tell you this. He's I'll a, tell you what I like the most about him. You want to know? I, I like two things the most. One, this guy never, ever stops fighting. You know, he actually, true. you know, he, he gave an interview to Michael Goodwin. Michael Goodwin's a really good columnist at the New York Post. And he's worth reading every day because he's got great information constantly. And anyway, so the president gave him an interview and it was in today's edition. And the president, you know what? He says, yeah, you know what? I love it. 
I love fighting. I, I, I don't mind at all because he's he believes in what he's doing. It's really that's not any more complicated than that. And what he really is saying is, you know what? It's it's a load of bull. And you know what? It may sound a little nuts to you, but I like to fight. The do nothing Democrats should be focused on building up our country, not wasting everyone's time and energy on BS. And is, he's that, right. That's true, Sean. That's why I watch you every day at nine o'clock. I mean, faithfully, me and my family we sit down and watch you, Sean Hannity, yeah. at nine o'clock. All right, I so mean, Linda wants I, to ask you a question. Yeah, Devin, way, I got to ask well, you a question. I, do, I hope on you on don't mind. It sounds strange okay. to say I'm energized, but I love it. I love it, meaning the daily combat with Democrats and the media. They're so corrupt. They're cons. And all they, they want to do is win in the election. That was powerful. That's it. All right. Go ahead, Linda. All right. All right. So, Devin, I got a quick question for you. So you said your daughter is forced to watch 10 minutes of CNN in her classroom every day. Indoctrination. Yes, ma'am. Yep. So let me ask you, you know, have you, have, you know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, they, they just had a uh, climate March, you know, I tell my daughter, don't you listen to that climate change. It's a hoax, you know? Now, do you I mean, find I'm, yourself I'm, having I'm, I'm to, like, back. is she listening to you or is she, like, confused yeah, and conflicted? She, no, she's definitely listening to me. She sits down and watch Sean Hannity with me. <laughs> oh, God bless her. So let me ask you, can you, like, is there any other Republicans, like, in the class? Or can you talk to this teacher and tell her, like, listen, when you air that crap, I want my kid out of the room. You're not indoctrinating well, my daughter. I, I, they're all liberals. I'm in a but can you situation. pull your kid out or does it make it uncomfortable for your kid? That's correct. Oh, yeah. what a mess. Well, you, you got people like I, I follow Sean and Candace Owens, who is brilliant and goes in these inner cities. And that's what the inner cities need. Yeah, they need education because when they get it, they realize they're actually not Democrats. They're Republicans. They just never knew it. Yes. That's how they're doing a brainwashing the kids. Absolutely. And it's, uh, they should not do that. To not have politics in school it should be an education first. God bless you, Devin. You're doing the hard work, man. Listen, the, um, we've I'm, lost the schools. I've given up. I really have. I mean, the, the indoctrination is now, you know, there's a reason they want, you know, to provide government daycare and pre-K uh, all the way through college because they don't want to have to skip a year where they might actually miss the the constant never ending Orwellian nightmare of indoctrination. And, you know, as evidenced by, you know, how do you make kids watch fake news CNN? Imagine the out, outcry if people had to watch Sean Hannity. I mean, the left would go nuts when there's probably, you know, maybe 10 teachers or professors in the whole country that would ever say that's a good idea. Anyway. So maybe Fox News should offer 10 minutes for free of your show every day to every public school in America. Well, it is free. All they have to do is record it or pull up the DVR no, no, and they can no. play you it. You have to make it easy. They make it easy. Right. Uh, all right. Thank you, Devin. You're a good man. Um, let's say hi to our friend Patty from Mississippi. What's up, Patty? How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. I'm just curious because I wonder why, why do I have to keep asking you the same question year after year? And basically, why is it with this particular case, everything that's going on with Biden and Trump and everything, why is it only the Freedom Caucus guys that are out screaming, you know, running around with their hair on fire? You know, why, where's Mitch McConnell? Where, there's 53 Republican senators. And basically, we have Lindsey Graham is the only one saying anything. Why is that? You know, I, I look, I don't understand why more senators and congressmen don't fight. I mean, why do they why do these people even run? Something happens. I've noticed over the years and something happens. These guys get to Washington and they, it's like they change. And I, I think they like being called senator, congressman, well, et cetera, I think et cetera. I have a clue. I think I, I think I may know something because I think the only real bipartisan thing in Washington 
is influence peddling. Well, and unfortunately, I, I, you know, there's going to be some people that when there all have been stuff great with people Biden, Pe- with Biden in China and Biden in, in Ukraine, when the when all the threads start getting pulled, that unfortunately well, I, I, they, they should be, be out there fighting like we fight every day. You're right. I mean, we're on this program fighting for our country every day because I think this is a tipping point. They win. Elizabeth Warren wins. It's over. Our system of government as we know it, the freedom uh, that we the freedom society that has built a a nation of uh, and created a wealth that has never been created in the history of man and opportunity. I mean, that's all gone as they'll take control of every aspect of our existence. It's not going to be good. This is, this is worth fighting for. And I guess the, the symbol of that at this moment is Donald Trump. And so if they take down Trump, then they feel the whole system comes crumbling down. And, you know, Democrats always circle the wagons. Republicans don't circle anything. Just like they didn't have a plan after seven years to replace Obamacare. It's pathetic. It's just, how is that even possible? 65 phony show votes. You know, the, the 2015 vote in the Senate, seven Republican senators get to vote on the same exact bill, a complete clean repeal of Obamacare, but they change their mind when it's real. Republicans are just as bad. You know, I don't know. Why do they want to even go there? You know, what's the point of going there if you're not going to fight for what that which you believe in? Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free number. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, we're going to be investigating all things Ukraine, their election interference in 2016, the mob's insanity uh, as they, they their double standard is repulsive at this point. Uh, we'll get into the cowardly shifty shift tonight. Great details. Jim Jordan, Greg Jarrett, the great one, Mark Levin tonight. Uh, Tom Fitton has some breaking news that uh, is going to blow open new cases involving the corrupt government. Uh, that we have uh, Bongino, Geraldo, Mike Huckabee and Sean Spicer all coming up tonight news you won't get from the mob and the media on the Fox News Channel see you tonight at 9 back here tomorrow